Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The media phenomenon of the celebrity CEO has been around for about 30 years. In recent decades, however, the coverage of CEOs has significantly increased in the media. Many of them have also taken up the role as the face of their corporations, personifying and embodying what their companies stand for. Dr. Gregor Hulf is an Associate Professor of Corporate Communications at the Singapore Management University. In his research entitled The Presentation of CEOs in Economic Downturn, he studied how CEOs are presented in the media during down times by examining media articles pertaining to the CEOs of 100 largest Western corporations published between 2007 and 2010. In this podcast, Associate Professor Gregor Holf shares his views on what makes for an effective CEO branding strategy, as well as his insights on the differences in approach taken by companies in Asia versus those in the West. Professor Holf, many successful companies have CEOs who personify their corporations, products or their brands. In the West, we have Bill Gates of Microsoft, Steve Jobs from Apple. In Asia, we have Tony Fernandez of AirAsia. How effective is CEO branding and what makes for a successful spokesperson strategy? CEO branding has, of course, been around since we had the, and this started in the 1970s, since we had the superstar CEOs. And there's not much research actually being done on CEO branding. What we're seeing, however, in research is that actually the name CEO branding is even wrong because the days of branding are, are over. Um, a brand used to be what, or rather still is, a brand is what you say about yourself as a company. What we're seeing is more important is your reputation, meaning what other people are saying about yourself. And CEOs have become a shortcut, a mental shortcut to that reputation, a mental shortcut to something much bigger, and that is the company. So what used to be the brand, brand being a mental shortcut to a company, is now the CEO, the CEO becoming a mental shortcut to the reputation of a, of a company. For example, um, if you look at Yahoo, um, Yahoo, even 10 years ago, was famous for its brand, what it stood for. Uh, it then faltered uh, and is now, the mental shortcut to Yahoo is now Marissa Mayer, who is the, who's their CEO. So there's a number of CEOs that do this uh, quite well um, and others are completely um, undercover. For example, uh, Timothy Cook, currently of Apple, he's obviously made a choice of not being the mental shortcut to his company. The other extreme is um, Warren Buffett of Berkshire Hathaway Everything that's about his company will always also be about him as a, as a person, both in the blogs as well as in the business papers and, and in the business uh, conversations. In your opinion, what kind of CEO makes for a good spokesperson for their company? What makes a CEO as a shortcut, a mental shortcut effective? Well, if the CEO is the one that personifies what the company wants to stand for, then that CEO is an effective mental shortcut. If a CEO has realized that he stands for different things, let's go back to Timothy Cook, for example. Timothy Cook is somebody that, or so I've been said, is a very diligent, engineering-driven, meticulous 
a detail loving leader. Now, all of that is are things that Apple doesn't want to be known for, and in fact, isn't known for. Uh, Apple is known for for innovation, for for design, for uh, for for boldness in its in its strategy. Therefore, Timothy Cook's decision, and I think it is a decision, to not seek the limelight as the CEO of, of Apple is correct. So this is the answer to, to the question, what makes them successful? They're successful when they are indeed an effective mental shortcut of what the company wishes to be known for. In today's complex environment, where there are so many factors that can impact on the brand and reputation of a company, what, in your opinion, are the ideal attributes that a good CEO should display? Well, the first thing that a CEO should, should display is an, an understanding of the people that actually craft his or her reputation. And that's usually not his department or her department of corporate communication. Uh, the people crafting a CEO's reputation, the people crafting a company's reputation are the ones on the outside of the, of the corporation. It's the journalists, it's the bloggers, it's the consumers. Now, that means that there's a, a form of lack of control over the CEO reputation and over the company's reputation as well. Uh, this is the first thing that a, that a good CEO should, should acknowledge, that this is actually uh, going on. The second thing that the, uh, a CEO would then have to manage is that field that journalists and the public sphere and public opinion is leaving them to maneuver in. And that's not a very big field. Um, so for example, and this is what I found out in my recent uh, research, um, if a company is in decline relative to its peers, you as a CEO are always going to be the face of the company if you want it or not. Um, so this is this is something that that is then a very small field of operations and, and not much freedom of, of movement there. A good CEO can then reclaim some of that freedom by also managing to be in public discussions, in blogs, in the business papers for subjects other than her or his company. Um, and that is something that a good CEO spokesperson can then do. Is that effective for the company? Well, yes, if these are the topics that also support what the company wants to be known for. If these are the topics that make the CEO uh, a mental shortcut to the reputation of the company. Professor, based on your research, have you noticed any differences in the ways which companies in the West and those in Asia adopt the CEO branding strategy? Well, there, there are certainly differences, of course, between how companies are being led um, and how CEOs uh, seek the limelight. I think the key difference between the so-called West and Asia is that obviously most media in, in Asian countries are less combative uh, than, than in the so-called West. Uh, this is particularly true if you compare Asian media system to, to American journalists who, are, uh, who can hound CEOs quite a, quite a bit on air on, and, and off air. Um, the second difference is that uh, large businesses in Asia are very often uh, family businesses or government-linked businesses. So these two things together give Asian CEOs more leeway um, in uh, managing their reputation, managing their own reputation, and managing the link between themselves and the company reputation. Now, what does that mean? It means that the there are more Asian CEOs who choose not to be media spokespeople. 
and they will not be hounded by the press for doing so. Uh, if you, for example, look at the CEO of, of Huawei, he's pretty much under the cover and he gets away with it. And this is not something that uh, Western CEOs would, would, would be able to get away with. The other thing you're seeing with Asian CEOs is that the ones that do manage their reputation diligently are known for a, a large number of things. Charity, for example, um, other than the company that they're leading. And they're doing this more successfully than um, Western uh, CEOs. Finally, are there any closing remarks that you would like to share with our listeners? So summing up, I think there are three points that CEOs who want to manage their reputation uh, need to take uh, note of. The first is reputation is always the product of a conversation between you and your audiences. You never have full control anymore. Those times are over. Secondly, if your company is doing worse relative to your peers, and this can be because you're currently in trouble or in transition or the economy is facing a downturn, you will not be given a choice. You will become the face of your company if you like it or not. You are the mental shortcut to your company in times of downturn. Thirdly, however, even though you become the face of your company, when times are bad, you still have a choice of a number of other topics that you can associate yourself with in public opinion, in the press, uh, and in the blogosphere. One way of doing this is, for example, engaging yourself in civic topics, popular topics, charity, and sometimes even in kickstarting an acquisition, for example. Thank you, Professor Holf. That was most insightful. My pleasure. Thank you very much. You are listening to a podcast by the Singapore Management University. Thank you.